Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, and this, of course, is your host, Jen, here. Now, before I begin with this regular scheduled episode from Genesis, I would like to thank everybody who is listening in today and who has been for a while. I've noticed recently that my listener base has jumped up significantly, and I am so thankful to you guys. I have quite a few international listeners now, so hello from America to everybody who's listening internationally, and thank you guys for tuning in and for finding the podcast. I appreciate all listenership. I am thankful for everyone from America who tunes in and listens. It is always great to support a fellow countryman, so I definitely appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, I am very easy to get in contact with. You can either go to my website, www.p40ministries.com, and fill out a contact form, and I will get back to you. Or you can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash p40ministries. Now, I'm not nearly on Facebook as much as I used to be. I just can't handle social media anymore for various reasons, but um, (laughs) I am still on Facebook and I will still get your messages. So those are some excellent ways to get into contact with me. And if you contact me, just let me know anything that you would like to hear or maybe um, an idea that you have or just tell me anything. I love ideas. I am surprisingly, I am not a creative person, even though I do all these like creative things. I am not creative. My husband, he's the idea man. And he honestly gives me probably 95% of my ideas. And the other 4% are from my family and other people that give me good ideas for something to do. And then 1% or less is my own ideas. I am, like I said, I am not creative at all, but I'm really, really good at taking an idea and doing something with it. So if you have any ideas that you want me to know about, such as something different you might want to hear on the podcast or something else you might want me to talk about, even a shirt design for my t-shirt shop, I would love your ideas. So let's turn in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 29 verses 14 through 30. Now we read verse 14 on Monday, but that's because it kind of ties in the first part of this chapter to this next part that I will be reading today. And so I'm going to read verse 14 once again. I will read out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible today, but you can read out of whatever version you usually read out of and whatever version you prefer. So let's go ahead and start reading verses 14 through 30. Now Laban here is talking to Jacob, just to throw that out there. Laban said to him, Surely you are my flesh and bone. Jacob stayed with him for a full month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what will your wages be? Laban had two daughters, and the name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and attractive. Jacob loved Rachel. He said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. 
Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. They seemed to him but a few days for the love he had for her. Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. So Laban gathered together all the men of the place, and he made a feast. In the evening he took Leah, his daughter, and he brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave Zilpah, his servant, to his daughter Leah for a servant. In the morning, behold, it was Leah. He said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Didn't I serve with you for Rachel? Then why have you deceived me? Laban said, It is not done so in our place to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill the week of this one, and we will give you the other also for the service which you will serve for me another seven years. Jacob did so, and he fulfilled her week. He gave him Rachel, his daughter, as wife. Laban gave Bilhah, his servant, to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. He went in also to Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah, and served with him seven more years. I really like the W.E.B. version because it's fully free and you don't have to use it with any kind of like copyright issues. And I think it's great what the translators have done with the W.E.B. version. But also I struggle with it sometimes because it has a lot of old English in it. And sometimes you're not quite sure what they're talking about. And that's kind of the case with this one today that I read. So there was a lot of he's and hers without referring to who these he's and hers were talking about. So in verse 14, Jacob arrives in Laban's household. Because he was a relative of Laban, he was actually Laban's nephew. So Jacob finally arrives there because we remember he's fleeing from his brother Esau who wanted to kill him because Jacob had deceived Isaac, their father, and had stolen from something from Esau that was important to Esau kind of. So um, Jacob is fleeing from Esau. So in verse 15, Jacob is already staying in Laban's household. Laban says to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me what will your wages be? And this might sound like a friendly kind of dialogue. But at this time in Hebrew language and culture, there was a lot of showmanship. There was a lot of kind of pretending that you sort of like somebody, but you didn't. Your language was friendly, but it wasn't what you meant. So when Laban says this to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you serve me for nothing? This doesn't mean that Jacob is working for Laban or serving him for nothing. This is Laban's way of telling Jacob, yeah, you're living in my house. It's been a month. And if you want to stay here, you need to work for me. You need to be a hired servant. So he says, what will your wages be? This is definitely Laban's way of getting Jacob to just work for him and not supporting Jacob anymore. And so Laban has these two daughters. And one is Rachel, which we had already met on Monday. And the other one is Leah. Now Leah is older than Rachel. And it says here in this version of the Bible that Leah's eyes were weak. Now, depending on what version you read, it might be a different meaning towards this verse in verse 17 here, that Leah's eyes were weak. Some of them say dull. Some say lifeless. They're not quite sure what the meaning of this verse means here in verse 17. But my version in the WEB here says that Leah's eyes were weak. 
So this could mean that her eyes were not good, she had bad eyesight, or it could just mean that her eyes were not beautiful and full of life like Rachel was, because it says right after this, Rachel was beautiful in form and she was very attractive. So she was a beautiful woman. Apparently beauty runs on this side of the family because you remember that Sarah, Abraham's wife, was very beautiful. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, was very beautiful, and now Rachel is very beautiful. This side of the family has a lot of beautiful women in it, and it says that Rachel was very beautiful, and Jacob was very attracted to Rachel. He loved her. It was kind of love at first sight. He had seen her uh, a month before this and had fallen in love with her and kind of showed off his strength to her a little bit. We talked about that on Monday. So he says to Laban, Jacob says, I will serve you for seven years in order for me to marry your younger daughter, Rachel. And he's like, I am in love with Rachel. I will serve you for seven years. So this is basically Jacob saying, I want to marry your daughter. This is a dowry for her. I will serve you for seven years. Now, this was a really insane dowry. And a dowry is something culturally that somebody pays in order to marry a daughter or a relative of that person. Jacob, in order to pay for Rachel's hand in marriage, says to Laban that he will work for him for seven years. Now, this was insane because this was way bigger than any dowry. A lot of times people would just give money or cattle or sheep, or if they did do service, it would be much shorter time. But he says, I will serve you for seven years. So this shows Laban how interested Jacob is in Rachel. And Laban also knows, hmm, this kid kind of likes my daughter. I can probably take advantage of him a little bit. So Laban says, yeah, go ahead. Or That's great. You know, I'd rather give her to you than some other man. So he says, yeah, you can serve for seven years and I will give you Rachel. So it says in verse 20 that Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed to him but a few days for the love he had for her. So finally, this seven years is over with and Jacob was so in love with Rachel and he wanted her as his wife. And he says, Laban, I'm done. Give me my wife. I'm finished working for you. I want to go into her, meaning I want to do the dirty. <laughs> so give me my wife. Now I am done serving you. So Laban gathers this together, all these men from the region, and he holds this big old party. And this was a big wedding celebration. It was a banquet. Finally, it says in the evening, and that, that wording is very important. In the evening, Laban takes his daughter, Leah, so his older daughter, not the one that Jacob loved, and he brings her into Jacob. And it says, Jacob went into her, which means he married her. They consummated the marriage, and that was that. And then in verse 25, it says, in the morning, it was Leah. It wasn't Rachel. So he is infuriated. Jacob is infuriated because he realizes he's been tricked. So he goes to Laban and he says, what have you done? Why have you done this to me? I wanted Rachel, not Leah. And he says, why have you deceived me? And so Laban kind of makes this really stupid excuse. And he's like, it's not done so in our place. So he's saying, culturally here where you're living, it's not done to give the younger daughter before the older daughter in marriage. 
and this was just an excuse because clearly this wasn't important to Laban several years prior to this when Jacob first said he would work for seven years. And so he says, if you want Rachel, you're going to have to just work for me another seven years and then I can give you Rachel as well. Laban did this deceiving for probably a couple reasons. Firstly, he wanted Leah out of his house. He didn't want to keep supporting her. She was probably turning into an old maid and didn't see any suitors for her in the near future. So he didn't necessarily want to keep Leah in his household. You know, this was a time period where the father, if he's not a kind and good father, might not want to support his daughter for her entire life if she has no suitors. That was one reason. The second reason was probably just the fact that he wanted Leah to be supported by somebody else and make sure that she is okay and she's going to be taken care of in the later times of her life when Laban is dead. And then the third reason could just be that he wanted Jacob to serve him for 14 years for free rather than for seven years for free. So he says to him, okay, you can have Rachel, but you're going to have to serve another seven years. So Jacob agrees to it. (laughs) Now, the interesting thing about this is you remember from just a chapter or two before that Jacob had done a very similar thing. He had gone into his father's tent and deceived his father by making it seem like he was Esau, his older brother, rather than himself. Isaac ended up blessing Jacob, the younger brother, even though he wanted to bless Esau. And Jacob ended up getting his father's last will and testament pretty much instead of Esau. And Esau was very angry and that's why he was running from Esau in the first place. So Jacob, the deceiver becomes the deceive <laughs> He ends up being the one who is deceived by his uncle Laban. You know, this is Jacob reaping what he has sown. You know, he, just years before, he had deceived his own father in a very, honestly, similar manner. And now he's the one being deceived. And this is just his problems coming back at him. And God, using this as a punishment for Jacob to see, to say, look, Jacob, you did this to your father, and now you're going to be the one who is deceived. And I think Jacob recognized this a little bit because he does keep Leah as his wife, but he also serves another seven years for Rachel. Now, another reason Jacob may have kept Leah on as his wife rather than just demanding that Laban give him Rachel was because this would have been a cruelty to Leah, though Leah was probably in agreement with this entire thing. She would not have been able to get remarried anytime in the future due to cultural things at this point in time. The woman would have been shunned and shamed. Leah would have not been able to get remarried in the future. I think Jacob realizes this a little bit. I think also Jacob realizes that because of the way he deceived his father and he's getting deceived the same way, perhaps he realizes this is a form of punishment And he does keep Leah as his wife and ends up redoing the entire seven years for Rachel as well. This was a really strange situation that Jacob got put in. He was deceived. I mean, the easy thing to say is he shouldn't have worked another seven years for Rachel and just stayed married to Leah. But he probably would have had resentment towards Leah for the rest of his life and taken it out on her. And, you know, she never should have gotten gone along with it. 
even though, you know, the father was the head of the household and Laban at this time was also the birthright holder, which means that he was pretty much the chief of his household. He was the the leader, the spiritual leader. The firstborn was placed in high, high regard at this point in time. So to go against her father would have been very hard for her, for Leah. But even so, Leah could have said something and been like, no, I don't know about this. But, you know, there's just so many different things I could talk about with that. Perhaps Leah thought that she would never be able to marry. Perhaps she was in love with Jacob. Who knows? And I could I could rabbit trail on that for a really long time. Now, some questions that you might be having is, how did Jacob not know that this was Leah in the first place? So remember how I said to remember the wording in verse 23. It says, in the evening... Laban took Leah, his older daughter, and brought her to Jacob. There was no power (laughs) back then. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have lights. You know, this feast had been going on for a really long time during the day. And finally, it's evening. It's dark out and Jacob doesn't know who he's sleeping with. So it could have been that. Secondly, Leah would have been veiled or Rachel would have been veiled because that was the custom at the time. You remember when Rebecca first met Isaac, she put her veil over herself to show purity. That was the custom at the time that the bride was covered with a veil before marriage and possibly even during the entire consummation event. She probably had a veil on. It was also dark. And secondly, we don't know how much Jacob had been drinking. You remember that this was a feast. It was a banquet. It was a wedding celebration. So Jacob could have had a lot of wine inside of him and not been thinking super clearly as well. It was actually probably very easy to trick Jacob into thinking that this was Rachel when in fact it was Leah. Jacob wakes up. He realizes it's, it's Leah. He gets infuriated. He goes and talks to Laban and all this happens. Now in verse 28, it says Jacob decided to work another seven years for Rachel. Finally, Laban gives Rachel to Jacob and he has two wives now and they're two sister wives, like legitimately sisters. And it says in verse 30 that he loved Rachel more than Leah. And he also served Laban for another seven years after that, for whatever reason. (laughs) One last thing I want to mention is in verse 29 and also in verse, let's see here, 24, it says that Laban gives these two servants to his daughters as maids. This was clearly a custom as well, because on the wedding nights, Laban gives these two maids to each of his daughters when they get married. That will be important to remember later on. He It says he gives Zilpah to Leah on Leah's wedding night, and then he gave Bilhah to Rachel on Rachel's wedding night. So these two women would have been the maids of Rachel and Leah, and that will be important to remember later on. Now, in conclusion... What should Jacob have done in this situation? You know, he was a man of God at this time. He he did believe in God's power. He had seen the ladder coming down from heaven uh, and going into the earth. He saw that. He knew of God's power and God's awesomeness. But even so, before the time of the law, because the law wasn't created for many, many, many years after this, there was no law. So what should what should Jacob have done? Well, he should have consulted God in this situation. Yes, this was a punishment towards Jacob in a way. But God 
never condones sin in any way, shape, or form, but he does allow it to teach people lessons. So Jacob should have consulted God, and also he should have just loved his two wives the same as each other. This would have caused a lot less drama in the future had Jacob just done the right thing and loved his two wives equally rather than kind of hating Leah and loving Rachel instead. But yeah, it's a hard chapter to talk about. It's a hard lesson that Jacob had to go through. It was hard for Leah. It was hard for Rachel. It was hard for everybody. Honestly, Laban is just a big old jerk. (laughs) And that's just the end of that. Lots of family drama in this entire, entire family, all the way from Abraham till now, just tons of family drama. So yeah, that was Genesis chapter 29, verses 14 through 30. Join me on Friday and we will finish out this chapter by talking about Jacob's sons. Now tomorrow I will be doing an episode out of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13. So join me at 6 a.m. for that. You don't actually have to join me at 6 a.m., but that is when the episode airs. You can wait till evening to listen to it if you so choose. But I do air my episodes at 6 in the morning for those who want to listen to it on their way to work or want to listen to it before they have to get up and go to work. That is the reason I air so early. But of course, you don't have to get up and listen it. 6 (laughs) a.m. You can listen whenever you want. So guys, thank you so much once again for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. God bless and happy listening.